Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 464 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. Uh, both audio and video versions up and running once again this week, and I want to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen, download, subscribe, follow, like, all of that good stuff. Uh, I am truly appreciative of it. Whether you subscribe on YouTube, whether you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, um, or leave a review somewhere, it, it is truly great. It is truly appreciated, and it goes a long way. Uh, in this journey. So uh, again, 464 episodes of the My One Two Three Cents podcast now officially in the books as we record this week's episode and keeping with the Halloween theme that I set out to do for the month of October. And we'll get to that in just a few minutes, even though we're talking about Halloween, that means Christmas is just around the corner. And I want to remind folks to donate to the My One Two Three Cents wrestling figure drive it is going on right now as we speak has been since july did a kind of a kickoff christmas in july style there is a collection point at castle perilous in carbondale illinois so if you live in southern illinois you can drop off a new wrestling action figure still in the package at castle perilous or you can contact me on social media uh, whether you do it through facebook instagram twitter threads linkedin tiktok Whatever it is, I'm on all of those platforms under my name, Kevin Huntsberger, and I would be glad to meet you somewhere, pick up uh, a donation. If you want to Venmo me, it's Kevin-Huntsberger. Pretty easy to do, and last year, folks did it that way. I've already had a couple that have done it this year, um, and I will go shopping and, and make the most, uh, you know, get the most bang for the buck, as they say. And I know that Ollie's in West Frankfort, Illinois, and I know there are others around the country, but um, they actually have really good wrestling figures. WWE, I don't think they had AEW last year, but uh, last year they had WWE Basics for like six and a half, seven dollars. And they had some of the elites for like, I think it was about 12 bucks. So uh, much cheaper than at Walmart or Target, and not to say don't shop at those places, but uh, if you are looking to get something a little cheaper, go to Ollie's. They had also some wrestling games and some uh, other little things that that some folks bought and donated as well. So again, I encourage you, the goal is 300, and, and it's a lofty goal. It's the biggest goal that I've ever set for this, um, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic, and I really hope that uh, you will work with me to make this happen, even if you uh, just share this information with someone and let them know about it. There are someone, uh, a group that's looking to uh, make a difference for someone this Christmas, you know, let send them my way and I will definitely uh, put those 
funds and those toys to good use. They will go to the Southern Illinois Toys for Tots program, which helps five counties here in Southern Illinois and will make a difference on Christmas morning. Uh, we've talked about Christmas here long enough. Now let's talk about Halloween. Now last week I did the make me choose between two scary wrestlers. And this week, uh, taking on the topic, uh, and I actually had thought about this uh, the other day as I was uh, trying to brainstorm some topics and, and something had popped up um, that made me think about uh, some of the tie-ins. I think it was the Chucky actually from back in 1998, and we'll talk about him in just a few more minutes, but uh, there was something else going on uh, in, in modern wrestling, and, and Chad had sent me something from WWE from over the weekend that it wasn't tied to this, but it all kind of comes together because let's face it, you know, wrestling, especially specifically WWE is a major, major business. And with that comes a lot of sponsorships. And with those sponsorships, then of course come responsibilities for fulfilling said sponsorship. And so we get silly matches like a Mountain Dew of Darkness match from the Royal Rumble earlier this year. And I don't have that on the list this year or this, this, this week, but it's those kinds of promotional tie-ins. And that's what we're looking at today is those Halloween, scary movie, scary TV show tie-ins with the world of professional wrestling. And, and we're not going to just be picking on WWE this week. So uh, there's going to be, and I, I say picking on, and I'm going to be as nice in my memories and reviews of this as possible. I'm not here to uh, put anyone or anything down, but just sharing some memories, some thoughts. Because I think fans, you know, obviously wrestling has come a long way since when I was a fan in the early 80s versus now, you know, 40 years later, still watching, but not with the same vim and vigor as I watched in the 80s, the 90s, or even, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, life changes and things happen and you don't, uh, at least I have not made the effort to stay connected and watch on a week-to-week -week basis. Now, I still do watch, as I have said before, clips on social media and I keep up with the storylines. I know what's going on in AEW. I know what's going on in WWE, uh, NXT, Impact to an extent, the NWA somewhat. Um, and that, that that's the bulk of my wrestling, you know, and, and for many years, uh, it was Stride, you know, with Stride Pro Wrestling, independent wrestling here in Southern Illinois. And I've kind of taken a break from all that as well. And Stride is actually kind of on the shelf, on hiatus, if you will, uh, for the time being. So I'm saying all this to say that, you know, I, as a 50-year-old, am not consuming wrestling the same way I did as a 40-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 20-year-old, or a 10-year-old when I really first got really invested and into wrestling and and the product isn't the same as it was when I was 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 and and now at, at age 50 so uh, there's been an evolution of sorts and and some things are great some things eh, but it's this evolving thing and and obviously something is going right because you know Vince McMahon just recently made what nine or nine and a half billion dollars uh with the 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 future or with the uh the future endeavor with the endeavor deal so uh you know there there are people that know what they're doing and even though it doesn't hit with all of us and and some of these other things that i'll be talking about this week it's the same thing it doesn't always hit with uh, certain fan bases certain demographics of fans and that's fine too you know wrestling 
Um, I think Dusty Rhodes was the first to say it, but Eric Bischoff says it quite frequently on his podcast. Wrestling is like a buffet. You know, not everything on that buffet is for you, but, you know, you may like some of that fried chicken or you may uh, like a piece of uh, that key lime pie or those uh, green beans. But, you know, you maybe want to avoid the corn on the cob or, you know, whatever the case may be, you get you get the analogy. And so um, as I say some of these things, and, and again, I say that it's not for me per se, it doesn't mean that I don't think it shouldn't be then part of the show or consumed by others. So <clears throat> one of the uh, more recent memories, um, not the most recent, I am, I'm kind of bouncing around on these. I'm not, I'm not tackling them in any particular order, but I just jotted a few down and, and kind of reminiscing uh, was back in 2021. It was still kind of that COVID pandemic era of WWE and, and AEW for that matter. We didn't have crowds. We were doing things. Um, and I'm trying to remember what something uh, fuzzy on the memory, and it's only been two and a half years, but I know that there was WrestleMania that year in 2021 was in front of a crowd, but I think it was sparse um, and it was outside. But then in May of 2021, uh, the event that I'm talking about, it was uh, WrestleMania Backlash. Um, and it was done in Thunderdome. And so it was all on the monitors. And I think I, if I remember correctly, because they were in Florida for WrestleMania, they were able to have it with the crowd. But I, I don't remember. It's besides the point. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania Backlash it was to promote a movie called... Um, Army of the Dead, and it was a zombie film. I, I don't know a whole lot of details about it, and I probably should have done a little more digging, I think, Batista was involved in this movie. But when it came down to the match, it was a, it was a uh, lumberjack-style match, which, of course, we know uh, other wrestlers in a traditional lumberjack match surround the ring and make sure that neither of the competitors get out and they are uh, forced back into the ring. Um, and I think this was still at a time when Miz... And Damian Priest were kind of going back and forth because I believe this was the on the follow-up of the WrestleMania that Bad Bunny was at, that Bad Bunny and Damian Priest wrestled John Morrison and The Miz. I think I have my timeline right. If I don't, correct me, please, in the comments. But so there was a story there. We knew that Damian Priest and The Miz were going back and forth. So there was a story behind it. And, and so at least that helps make this a little more palatable. And I'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes. Um, but then I remember the 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 two competitors, Miz and, and Priest, end up outside the ring, and they both end up fighting the zombies because it's it's all these zombies, and it it was hokey, it was silly, it was stupid. Let's let's face it. I think people uh, crapped all over it on on social media. Obviously, uh, Miz ends up losing the match, and then I, I believe he and Morrison end up getting eaten by the zombies uh, at the end of the day too. So, uh, you know, the heel gets his comeuppance against the zombies. And, and I guess in this case, the zombies were supposed to be baby faces. I don't know. Um, but it, it was one of those things. Again, it's it's that cross promotion for a movie. Uh, when they do little things like this throughout the, the greater course of a 52 week uh, uh, schedule, uh, each year it, it, it's minuscule but it's it, these kind of hokey moments leave big marks on us and 
and big uh, impressions and memories for us. And so the other one that I'm going to talk about is is the most recent one that I can think of, at least. And that was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, death match that aired on AEW Dynamite. Uh, this was just back in August, and this was uh, to promote the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. So it wasn't a movie, but it was a video game based, of course, on a movie, which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it was about 50 years ago. It was, I think it was 73 when Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. And that movie, you know, that was the year I was born, but I watched it later, obviously, in life. And that movie just creeped, creeped me out like no other movie. And so... I think it's loosely based on true events. I think, again, if I'm wrong on that, grill me in the comments. But um, I feel like this particular one, and I'm not, you know, people, the the AEW fan base is going to think I'm picking on it because it's an AEW thing. I didn't understand why they did this with Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy. I didn't feel like there was a story there, unlike with Miz and Damian Priest. If you want to do the cross promotional thing, I get that. I mean, I, I don't, I, again, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think if it becomes an entire show that is, you know, all of these gimmicks are, are based on a, a movie or a video game, then maybe it gets a little cumbersome and a little uh, too much and a little overload. But these, again, one, one match, here and there, it doesn't bother me. Uh, now, this was a hardcore match. There was barbed wire and blood and chainsaws. Obviously, Leatherface didn't really use the chainsaw on anyone, but you know, Jeff Jeff Jarrett bled like a stuck pig, and that to me was the turnoff. I'm not into <clears throat> those hardcore style matches, and and you know, uh, Tyler Hatton and I talked about this a few weeks ago. You know, there are, are companies around here, there are wrestlers around, you know, Southern Illinois that do a lot with their career, you know, based on this violence, this hardcore, the light tubes and the thumbtacks and, and ladders and razor blades and pizza cutters and all that. I, I've never been into that style and, and it's just, it's not for me. Um, but again, I'm not going to criticize and, and say that it shouldn't be done and it shouldn't air on shows and, 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 and whatnot as long as the competitors are being safe. And I think in the AEW realm, they certainly were uh, being as safe as, as possible um, with the amount of blood loss. And, and there are medical professionals that are on hand and, and able to assist and help. Um, but again, it's that hokiness. It's the, you know, the leather face character coming out and, 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 and a little bit later here on the show, I'm going to talk about some of those movie uh, monsters that made the transition into the wrestling world as well. And Leatherface was one of them, you know, Corporal Kirshner, or the artist formerly known as Corporal Kirshner, wrestled as Leatherface in Japan for years. Um, and I, the way I understand it, I never saw any of those matches, but the way I understand it, the gimmick was was quite over. And, and so was he. And I, you know, I don't know. I think there was a transition somewhere along the way that there was another Leatherface or a super Leatherface. <clears throat> I don't know all the particulars on that, but going back to this AEW thing, uh, it's also my understanding that, you know, this sponsorship or, you know, whatever the mo the video game people paid, uh, that money was donated to the victims of the Hawaiian wildfires. So, you know, it, it was it was done in kind and, and it, I guess at the end of the day, it was a wash. But I, I my my biggest criticism of it was 
what was the story and, and you know what was the point of the belt are they going to to make this a yearly thing is this going to be something that Jeff Jarrett's going to come back out and defend sometime or was it just part of the uh, you know the moment of the night because like I said this was in August and I don't think and correct me again if I'm wrong that outside of the Conrad podcast I don't know that this match or the championship or that belt or any of that has been talked about since again, I could be wrong on that because I don't watch those programs at length. So I would have maybe put two other people in there or two people that had a, a story going on or, or, you know, it, it to me, it would have just made more sense. You had uh, the fearless Jeff Jarrett, or I'm sorry, Jeff Hardy in there, who was going to take those big spots and those big bumps and, and be pretty fearless in doing it. And then Jeff Jarrett, who, you know, has kind of had a resurgence, uh, I don't know, third act, maybe at this point, but, you know, he's uh, entertaining and I enjoy Jeff Jarrett. So again, nothing against the competitors, nothing against the the concept or the idea, other than I wish maybe it was more storyline driven and maybe involved two wrestlers that are more traditionally associated with that style of wrestling. John Moxley comes to mind for obvious reasons. And, and I'm, I'm sure uh, there was reasoning behind it. I never really heard or, or understood what it was, but I'm sure to each his own. And, and that's kind of my one, two, three cents on that chainsaw, Texas chainsaw, uh, hardcore match. Finally, can't move forward without talking about these movie tie-ins and, and wrestling that going back 25 years, 25 years ago, next week, actually, uh, it's the bride of Chucky, it's a sequel to the Child's Play movies that came out in the late 80s. <clears throat> I'm sure if you're listening or watching this, you you know who Chucky is and Child's Play and all that. The, the doll that comes to life and terrorizes people, um, commits heinous crimes and acts against people. And believe it or not, I've never seen any of, of the Child's Play movies. I've seen bits and pieces again of them, but never sat down and watched again. The horror genre is just one that I am not fully into. Now, when I was a kid, uh, you know, preteen and teenager, I loved the Friday the 13th franchise. So I did watch the Friday the 13th movies. And then as an adult, I got into Scream uh, up until, you know, I think Scream 3 was the last one I saw. But I, I, I'm not really into those other horror films, like Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Again, saw it, but left a bad memory. Um, so just was never into those films. So uh, again, nothing against them. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you shouldn't watch them or that they should be banned by any means. Um, but in 1998, Chucky was on and was promoting a uh, TV show. I think, I think it was to, I'm sorry, it was to promote the, um, uh, not the TV show. I'm looking at my notes and I've got two different Chucky experiences written down. So we'll get to the other one here in a minute. But uh, in 1998, it was promoting the Bride of Chucky film. And, and I think the seeds were planted early on with uh, the laughter coming through during a Rick Steiner promo. And then, of course, there's the big interruption. Chucky's on the, on the wall. Mean Gene is in the ring interviewing Rick Steiner. And it is awesomely bad, uh, the, the back and forth. And I, and I, I feel like it was obviously a pre-tape on the dummy's part, the dummy being Chucky, 
uh, versus then Rick Steiner. And I, the reactions and things didn't, I didn't feel like worked as probably they had intended them to work, but it was what it was. And it wasn't, you know, like I said, it wasn't horrific or, or the worst thing out there, but it was again, one of those silly tie-ins and uh, you know, whether it paid off anything, probably not. Did any more people go and watch that movie or any of these movies or buy these video games because they were a part of a wrestling show? Who's to say? I, and I'm sure someone maybe is tracking that and would know better or, or have an idea. But to me, it, it's more of that fun and it's something different and it's adding a little to it. Uh, you know, the Chucky thing, it adds to the nostalgia because it has been 25 years and, and it must have worked in some sense because 24 years later in 2022, last year at this time, uh, on NXT, we see Chucky coming out and, and doing things and, and terrorizing some of the superstars of NXT to promote the Chucky series that was on uh, sci-fi. I don't know if it's still on. I don't know how it ever did. <clears throat> Someone that may be in the know, let us know if you watched it, if you, if you changed your opinion or your thoughts on any of these things, these uh, uh, mainstream ideas did any of these moments change your perception and make you want to watch or play uh, the games like we just talked about? Now, of course, those were some of the, the famous, the actual characters coming through and, and making cameos, if you will, or, or appearances. Uh, but through the years, there have been uh, other movie-inspired our wrestlers who were inspired by characters in movies. And, and I don't know, I, I guess there does become a, a fine line with trademarks and, and copyrights and all of that. But uh, I wrote down a few of them that came to my mind that I remembered from back in the day, mostly, and, you know, again, this is nostalgia because I don't feel like these gimmicks work year round. It was interesting that they did the, the Ch Texas chainsaw massacre match in August um, but again, it, I think it was more to promote the launch of this video game and they were just dropping it when they dropped it. Uh, this time of year, this month, it, it probably maybe would have worked better or made a little more sense. But again, I'm not, I'm not being overly critical. It's the same with the army of the dead. You know, that was in May. Uh, it could have very easily, you know, but again, it's correlating with the movie drops and, and whatnot. So you kind of got to do, uh, what you're going to do with it. Um, but, uh, you know, these these gimmicks that come through outside of the Halloween season, you know, we look back in, in December of 95 when Santa Claus, who ended up becoming Balls Mahoney, uh, appeared on WWF programming and was there for, what, a couple of weeks. Uh, behind me, you see the gobbledygooker. You know, that was a, a, a seasonal gimmick, the Christmas creature uh, from USWA, you know, outside of the season that they're kind of being promoted for, they don't really typically have a long shelf life or seemingly they don't. And some of these maybe aren't necessarily Halloween related, but they do put off a Halloween vibe. And that, for example, Lord Humongous, who uh, was Sid Vicious uh, under a hockey mask. Um, and, and the getup was, was pretty amazing. Um, and, but that's based on the Humongous character from the movie Mad Max back in the 1980s so again check that out and and see uh what that was looking like but we talked about the uh, army of the dead and the zombies well back in 2006 ish i think maybe 2007 
there was a guy called the zombie who was part of ECW when it was playing on sci-fi. And I, I don't know if this was completely tied in, but there was also talk of a movie called pro wrestlers versus zombies. And I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Rowdy Roddy Piper are two of the wrestlers who are in this Chad, if you're listening, we need to watch this and do a movie mania. And maybe we do that in the next week or two and have it on the podcast before the end of the Halloween season and all these Halloween posts or podcasts. Waylon Mercy, of course, Dan Spivey played him in, in the mid nineties, uh, was a character based off of uh, Max Candy from the movie Cape Fear. Um, again, a movie I'd never saw, but I don't think the longevity was there. I think there were other issues going on with Dan Spivey's health that kind of prevented that. We talked about Leatherface earlier with Corporal Kirshner, and I think there may have been another couple of incarnations of that Leatherface character. Uh, Nightmare Freddy, I remember reading about Nightmare Freddy, never saw him, but read about him in the Aftermags. Uh, he was down there in Memphis and, you know, wrestling. And I, and I think I did, I don't know if I did a podcast or a blog on it. If I didn't do a podcast, I'll do some research on it on those early casket match days. And, and um, I think that uh, one of the first casket matches was, was either in Texas or in Memphis. So um, I'm going to have to dust off that uh, research and, and look at that again. But those, some of those Memphis characters were, were pretty much out there. And then another one based on Jason Voorhees from the Friday, the 13th series, uh, was Jason the Terrible, and he wrestled in Calgary, and I believe in Stampede area, and I believe he and Owen Hart had a run, and, and maybe have even been tag team champions, but again, another big menacing uh, figure. Um, obviously, you know, guys like Kane, who were those, you know, they, there were monsters that came about through wrestling that worked over time and weren't necessarily based off of a horror film, but then could have been their own horror movies. And we talked about those last week with, with the scariest wrestlers, you know, whether it was Kane or Bray Wyatt, the fiend, um, uh, Abdullah, the butcher, the boogeyman, you know, all of those characters kind of came about as well. And Kane, of course, having his own movie when he did uh, see no evil. And I think maybe even a couple of incarnations of that movie. So I want to hear from you, though, and know what uh, want to know more about what some characters were that were involved in professional wrestling from the main stage, what movies or TV shows or video games were incorporated. And again, I just w went off the ones that came to the top of my head that I remembered um, that were Halloween themed. Now, I know, obviously, we could talk all day about some of these others like RoboCop and Sting uh, from back in 1990. And there are other, you know, tie-ins with No Holds Barred, for example. I, I remember all of the other uh, movie tie-ins, but, uh, you know, there are uh, specific scary movies uh, that go into this as well. And that's what we were focusing on for this week's podcast. Next week, it'll be more Halloween talk. I don't know exactly who or what will be joining me on the podcast, what the topic will be, but I can promise you it will be something worth tuning in for. Again, friends, thank you so much for being a part of the My One Two Three Cents experience. Leave a review. Head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash my123cents and pick up some My123cents swag. You can also shop at uh, thighhuggers.com and use promo code my123cents and you save on your orders. There are 
Halloween designs there. There's also Thanksgiving and Christmas and just any kind. If you are working out, if you're a wrestler yourself, these are great athletic shorts for running, for working out in, for lounging around by the pool, whatever the case may be. Um, and they come in a variety of sizes as well. Also over at collarandelbowbrand.com, there is a promo code of my123cents where you can save 10% on your orders there as well. And it all goes to support the brand and hopefully uh, raising some awareness about the my123cents toy drive again that is coming up as underway as we speak, but distribution will be happening that second week in December. Friends, thank you again so much for listening and or watching, leaving that review. Have a great week and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.